Hey guys, you know what I love the most and what I think other girls love the most too is when my guy comes at the same time I do. But that rarely happens and that's because there is an orgasm gap. We all know it exists, but there is a solution to the gap, okay? And that is Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about it. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And for your partner, they have a whole line of women's products. I love their warming gel. They also sell condoms. They sell lubes. They lube. <laughs> they have everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. I love promescent products. Not only do I recommend them, 2000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some. Go to delayspray.com to get everything you need. That's delayspray.com. They have a money-back guarantee, there's free shipping, and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the F you bought. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Nomads Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me at Strict Anonymous. You could DM me there if you want to be on the show. You could also email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Or you could call my confessions hotline. You could call that 24-7. The number is 347-420-420. 3579. That's 347-420-3579. A lot of people call there. They leave a naughty confession. I change your voice there. I change your voice on my podcast. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous Podcast. But you could also use that confessions hotline to tell me what you want to talk about on the show. And then if I'm interested, I will send you a link to book. All of that information that you will need to contact me or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous, will be in the description. I also provide a service. It's like I do calls on the DL, meaning like I don't air them. If you want to talk to me, but you don't want me to air your show, uh, I offer that as well. Send me an email. I'll give you the details. Uh, Today I have, I'm going to get right to my caller today. Today I have on Bob. I was excited to talk to Bob because he had sent me an email with a lot of like crazy stories that were involved and he gives you those crazy stories, but he did have like this overall thing where he wanted to talk about how like swinging isn't really that great, but yet here's a guy who has been swinging for like 10 years or longer. I mean, he was swinging with his wife from the get-go and he talks about it, but he does talk about the pitfalls. He, Him and his wife were successful, but they did see many other couples not being successful and many other couples falling 
out of the lifestyle because it really didn't work for them. And that's what he wanted to talk about. But we mostly talked about how his swinging experiences really did work. They're hilarious stories, entertaining stories, hot stories. He talks about, you know, how... Uh, one of the downfalls that they had is he blabbed about being in the lifestyle because he couldn't keep his mouth shut because he was so happy that he was living out like every guy's fantasy on the regular and he had to go tell everyone about it. And that was there was backlash for that when other people found out. Um, but he talked about how they started, what they did, uh, where they live and how they have bumped into a lot of people, okay, specific people. He talks about who he bumped into in his neighborhood or where they swing. And I'm like, do a lot of people live there that are swingers? Because it's like he bumped into more people than I've ever heard. And it turns out that where he lives, there are a lot of swingers. He talks about that. He talks about going to the Red Rooster in Vegas and his experiences there with some celebrities. He doesn't out anybody's names or anything. But it turns out, or it sounds like from him, that a lot of newscasters are into swinging. <laughs> And his wife like has banged some, but he talks about some like hookups and the red rooster. He's got this whole weird thing about his big dick. Okay. This guy has a big dick, but for some reason he doesn't want to cop to it. We have a whole conversation though about his dick. He talks about how the time he was in a documentary about swinging because he is multi-orgasmic. He did it on the DL. Like he was like wearing a mask, but he did do some porn one time. He talks about like a funny experience he has is like, you know, this wedding ring up this girl's ass. He did a gangbang and uh, somehow his wedding ring kept falling into or staying in or getting lost in some girl's ass. You just have to listen to the fucking story. It's hilarious, you know. Um, but he talks about that. He talks about what his wife liked, what they were into, why they don't do it anymore. Uh, there was a time where she cuckled him. He talks about how he didn't like that. Uh, but, and then at the end, he talks about like his fantasies and what he still wants to live out and why, cause they stopped having that kind of sex, what he's still looking for. And I give him some advice cause he was looking for advice and all that good stuff. It is super entertaining to listen to him. I laughed a lot. I thought he was fucking funny. He has a weird way of communicating. He does talk about how that can be a problem in their relationship and they have never talked about anything kind of. And it's funny because I edited out all the noise in this episode, but he was like constantly making noise uh, while we were talking and I kept having to tell him like, stop making that noise. And he never listened to me. And I was like, you know, this just goes in line with his whole vibe, but he's cool and he's like funny and he's got a great story and you're going to enjoy it. I'm hoping to get his girl on the phone, his partner, his wife, uh, she knows he's calling into the show. Uh, but anyway, I'm just going to be right back on with Bob. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm fine. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm a little excited to talk to you, Bob, because typically... I don't like to know that much about a person's story. Some people tell me a little bit more than others beforehand. When I referred back to your email to be like, who the fuck am I talking to? Because, you know, I spoke to like two other people already today. I was like, every paragraph you wrote 
in your email was like another fascinating, hilarious story. So I can't wait to hear them all. I was like writing them down because I'm like, I don't want him to forget any of these. I mean, it involves <laughs> swinging and betrayal and uh, the porn and gangbangs. And I mean, but funny stories surrounding all of those as well as serious stories. Like I said, there's betrayal in there. I mean, you and your wife have been springing, swinging for a long time, but you have, and you have seen the good of it, but you've also seen the bad side of it as well. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I've, I've, I've listened to uh, several, well, many of your podcasts and uh, I would notice that um, when it comes down to the swinging or the group sex type of thing, where um, everybody's always talking about how much fun it is and, you know, what they've done and their sexual exploits. And I've never really heard anybody actually put up a warning or a, or a, or a, some sort of um, say, hey, dude, pump your brakes before you do this. It may be <laughs> detrimental to your marriage or to your relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's what I just wanted to come on and, and maybe share a little bit of, about what I've done and the mistakes that I've made. I've made several, so many mistakes over the last 15 years of doing this type of thing where uh, maybe I could shed some light on the situation before he builds does, does the same mistakes that I do. Yeah, I love that. And I know that you had said that out of all the couples that you met in the lifestyle or that you started with, I don't know what the exact phrase was, but that you and your wife are the only ones still together. The other ones didn't make it. That's a true, it's a true story. Um, after, after you do this for a while, you, you, can, you, you get like a core group of couples and people that you party with all the time. And I think that we had probably about six or seven couples at, uh, at average that we used to play with, to party with. And the funny part about it is, is after you do this for a couple of years, you actually stop partying with them, playing with them in that mm -hmm. way, and you just become regular friends. Yeah, I've Have heard you heard that. this before? Yeah, totally. Yeah, now we it, can barbecue totally with them true. and their, their kids come and they, you know, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You're like, yeah. Exactly. But then there's also that there's also the part where you have to worry about if they're as tight lipped as you are, because once you get older, your kids grow up and your kids might hear something or then your kids, their kids might converse with your kids. And it's very stressful and it's very taxing our relationship. Um, That's and interesting. so what happened was. Yeah, so what happened was with, in, in our situation where we, we had all these different couples that we party with and one by one. Uh, the relationships fell to either cheating. Um, some of them actually, some of the women actually end up turning tricks on the side. Can you um, believe? They all, yeah. And then it's, it's crazy because, and, and 90% of the time, it's always, if the other, if one spouse has a boyfriend or a girlfriend that always screws it up. So, you know, a lot of times we're, you know, we, we were partying with a couple and the girl had a boyfriend on the side and the guy was totally cool with it. And she was cool with it. But after that relationship ran its course and they got tighter and tighter and tighter with the, with the boyfriend or the girlfriend, then it actually eventually just destroyed the marriage and they couldn't deal with it. So I've seen it happen many times. Yeah, I can so, imagine. And people, yeah, and when people aren't like 100%, 100% positive on what they're doing and the, 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 um, the pitfalls of what this whole lifestyle is about, there's no reason why you should, any couple should do this. You know, you should try. Just cheat on your, just cheat on your partner. <laughs> oh my God, I love your advice. It says the guy who's been fucking swinging for 15 years. <laughs> but wait a second. Let me ask yeah, you this though. Okay. Now, 
you and your wife are still together. Did you guys have any rules or regulations about not having boyfriends or girlfriends, or did you also have boyfriends or girlfriends on the side? We did not. And the the reason more for that is, is like I can barely keep one woman happy alone. More than <laughs> That's not what I think. Yeah, totally. I was never and, understanding and, um, of like polyamorous people. I'm like, it's just like so much fucking work. It's hard enough to love one person. Yeah, we, that was never that was never an issue for either one of us. Yeah. Um, it was uh, more. It was just because we because I guess because we saw what were happening to our, the other our other friends in that regard, and we yeah. kinda, we never talked about it, but we never. We never said, hey, let's do this or let's not do that. It, just, it was just never, never spoken about. Really? Well, what were your guys' downfall? Like, what what kind of ways did you mess up that you want to warn others about? Telling friends. Op- opening my mouth like an idiot. Um, I thought, and to a certain extent, I still kind of think, that there's other people out there that understand what what you're doing and that will not try to take advantage of you or your situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're doing this, if you're doing this, there's this is the point oh one percent of people in this world that do this, and we are definitely the minority. So yeah. even though even though on your podcast there's many people that think they're like. There's, we're way, we're, there's so, we're so few that it, people look at you down. They, they, uh, they take you for granted. They make fun of you behind your back. And then at the worst, that's the worst. The, the best case is they try to fuck your, they try to sleep with your spouse behind your back. Which has happened to you with your me. boss, with your fucking boss. Yeah. My boss, oh my yeah, my boss stepped up to my wife and, and my wife did not know. I made the mistake of not telling my wife that I told my boss and then my boss steps up to her and then she's like, what the fuck are you doing telling people that we're doing this? Now that she's trying to bang me. And it was a whole, it was a bad situation. Oh my goodness. And then, uh, and then, <laughs> and then, so that's the crux of the, the, the mistakes that I made. Then it, it went on and then people tell people and then my family found out about, my family found out about it and, um, friends found out about it. And I'm, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, peripheral friends. I'm talking about close friends. And, uh, it was just a bad situation all along. And I've been dealing with it. People at work found out about it. My employees found out about it. My boss found out about it. Um, so it just been about it. It was just uh, the situations I put myself in my marriage in. I'm surprised I'm still married. But that's <laughs> it's just keep if you're going to do it, keep your mouth shut. Why do you think that you couldn't keep <laughs> well, your mouth it, shut? Is it just because you're just that kind of person? You kind of like very open and I honest. So happy. I was so happy. I was so happy and proud of myself that yeah. I convinced my wife to do this. Mm-hmm. That. I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. You were bragging. And it's, it's a, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And even between the couples, when we're, when we're partying and we're at a club or a party and the guys will be sitting around and then they'll just look, we'll just look at each other. Do you, do you believe that we do this? Dude, this is amazing. Like other guys would kill themselves to be in this position right now. Yeah. Like before I started doing this, after I got married, my biggest, my biggest, um, fantasy was just to watch two girls together yeah and now it's that's like a that's like a monday morning occurrence like <laughs> you know get, getting blown by four girls at the same time is like is like common for me and like before this i was never a freak i was never a you know uh i was never anything like that before i started doing this it's an addict it's an addicting thing where it could ruin people's relationships really it is it's totally addicting 
because you just want more and more. Is that what it is? Because like now you go from like, oh, you've seen that top of the mountain, which you thought was two girls. And now that you've had four girls and now what's fucking next? Yes, exactly right. But wait, let and, me ask uh, you. And how- I think it's it. Yeah, go on. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I was going to agree with you. But let me ask you how you guys started. I mean, how did you go from the guy that was dying to see two girls hook up to having four girls blowing you with your wife being one of them? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hey guys, I have to tell you about the best vibrator out there for men, okay? It's called the Tenuto 2, and it's by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto 2 is the only wearable vibrator designed for his and her pleasure. That's right. Not only is it going to get you off, it's going to get your girl off too. And that's because there are four motors that not only vibrate you in all the right places, it vibrates your girl in all the right places. There are also eight preset vibrations, 16 intensities to choose from, and there's an app that goes with it so you could customize your whole experience, and make it different every time. And if that's not enough, the Tenuto 2 is also perfect for solo play. Want a hands-free, mind-blowing orgasm? Then get yourself a Tenuto 2. And if you go right now to mysteryvibe.com and use my code STRICTLY15, you're going to get 15% off. That's right. Go to mysteryvibe.com, use my code STRICTLY15 for 15% off. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. So it's super easy. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. So... We had watched an episode, I believe it was Real Sex on HBO, mm-hmm. and there, there was a there was an episode where a couple was going to Las Vegas to a, to a club where they could either have sex and have people watch them, or they could watch other people have sex and yeah. then have sex on their own. It was, it was a sex club. It was a swingers club. Mm-hmm. Pseudo swingers club. And I know... At the time, I didn't know what club it was, but I did a little bit of research and I found a swingers club in Las Vegas because we're always in Las Vegas. That was mm-hmm. our favorite vacation spot. Right. And just recently, I saw like maybe two episodes ago, there was a guy that mentioned the place in Las Vegas called the Red Rooster. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, he was talking about the Red Rooster like it was some sort of a really, really nice place. Like that, that place is a whole... Um, well, you know, you know what he made it sound like? Like it was a fucking someone's house. Like maybe it was a shitty house. I don't know that he said it was like a beautiful house. house. Yeah, it's a house. I thought it seemed weird. It's a house. Yeah. So I went, we went to the, we we did this maybe 18 years ago Uh and it was a house in the middle of, 
It was a house in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. <laughs> but over the years, mm-hmm. over the years, the urban sprawl has has cre- creeped into them more and more and more. And now they're in a regular neighborhood, literally a regular neighborhood where guys parking in their driveway, going in and going into a sex club. And like, can you imagine living across the street from a sex club and like, what the hell are those people doing? These girls walk in there with platform shoes on. Like, oh my God. I wonder if the neighbors so know. They have we, to. Mm-hmm. They have to. So we found, I, so I found this place in Las Vegas and this is the first place that we went. And in this, okay. So I'm, I'm not a 10. My wife's not a 10. I'm not a nine. My wife's not a nine, uh, but we're attractive. We're above, above average attractive people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we went there and there's it's just old people. It's just really <laughs> old people. And it's a really old situation. And if you go there, if you're an eight or a nine and you go in there, you're, you did that. The, the, they have single guys too. Yeah. So the people that step up are in the, or like countless people will step up. You can't leave your wife or your girlfriend alone at the bar. You go to the bathroom, you come back, there's 12 guys around trying to try to hit on. Now, some couples are into this, that type of thing. And we're not opposed to, we weren't opposed to it at the mm-hmm. time to hook it up with a single guy. But when there's, you know, when there's six, seven dudes, hitting on your girlfriend and you, and you just go take a leak. It's, it gets, it gets me, but it gets me much. <laughs> so that was the, our first experience that we, that we got, how we got into it. And I, incredibly enough, that wasn't enough to dissuade her from continuing and trying to find some other clubs, which we did eventually. And, uh, how our, old were you guys at that time? Our, Cause you said like all the people that were hitting you up were super old. What were you guys like in your late twenties, early thirties? I was probably, I was probably 29 or 30. It was mm-hmm. right after I got married. Okay. Now, so, how long were you and your girl and they, dating each other that you like were comfortable enough to be like, let, let's go fuck other people. Well, we never see, that's another thing. We never, I, I hear you talk to people about these couples that are, that are, um, they negotiate and they talk about this for years <laughs> and go out and they dip their You're toe so in funny. the water. Yeah. And I was like, that's totally not, yeah, it's totally not what we did. Literally. Right. It was like, Hey, check the, I, I saw the, saw the thing on HBO. I say, hey, check this out, man. That'd be bitchy to go out and have someone watch you have sex. Huh? She's like, I don't know, I guess so we'll try it out if you want. And I go, okay, let's try it out. <laughs> and like that night, you know, that like that next weekend, we're in Vegas and there's 12 guys trying to bang my wife. And she's like, what the hell are you getting me into? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so anyways, that, 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 that place, uh, red, the red rooster is it's, it is a very, very popular and it's a, it's a staple of the Las Vegas lifestyle. And there are a lot of people that go there and, and don't get me wrong. We still went there many, 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 many times mm-hmm. over the years. But it's really, it's not, it, it, when you go there, for newbies that go there, they're going to be turned off. They're going to say, this is what it's all about, man. This is crazy. I don't, like, I don't want none of this anymore. So they don't come back. Yeah, I unfortunately think that that's like the stigma or that's what most people think the swinging lifestyle is is like a lot of like perverts, the, meaning those single guys all lining up to fuck your wife and old people. You know, I think it gets a bad rap a lot of times. I think that's a stereotype is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Don't you right. think? And uh, it's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And with the, it's just a, there's so many politics, do's and don'ts, rules in re, in a, regarding the lifestyle of what not to do, when to do it, what not to do it. And just 
trying to navigate for a new couple to try to navigate through those whole, all those situations, it does become uh, overwhelming at times. Like um, when you when you're out at a club, it's really when you're at a club with other couples without any single guys. Um, it's really about the women. The women will the women will get together and they'll talk and then they'll set up the playtime and then they'll approach the men and say, look, we're, we, we're going to go play. Do you guys want to come down with us and so forth? So the men is, is really, it's kind of cool being a guy because you just have to sit back and wait for your girl to make the make the uh, connection with the other girl. Now, if you were a, let's say that you were a guy or a single guy and that you wanted to get with a couple at a, at a club, mm-hmm. you would never approach, you wouldn't, it's not the smart thing to do to approach the girl. You would approach the other guy and say, Oh, interesting. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. I like, uh, you know, I think your wife's cute, you know, and then the guy would talk to his wife and say, are you down for this and so forth. So right. that's the biggest mistake the guys wait because they, they wait until the other guy walks away and then they hit on the girl uh, when they should be really just talking to the other guy and set it up that way. Now, I do know that you have seen a ton of people you knew while out and about. I always ask people that question because I think it is always interesting and I always believe like it's a small world that what happens if you do bump into someone that it most likely will happen. I know you bumped into a lot of people, right? Yeah, this is, this is the, this is another one of the bad parts of swinging. Uh, it's like the third time we went out. To I can't believe I'm going to have to title uh, this like Bob's bad side of swinging. I can't. It's so bad. <laughs> but anyway, go on. It's not all bad, no, but no, as I long know. as you know what to, what to look for. Yeah. So the, like the third time we went out to the Red Rooster, we really weren't doing nothing that crazy at the Rooster because it was, wasn't very, it was a very sanitary place, but we'd go out there and make connections. And uh, we went out there like the third time and, my mother's best friend walked into the club. Oh my God. And, and I was, uh, we were standing there and she saw me and her face <laughs> turned white and she, she turned around and ran right back out the door again. And uh, I think she, she never, never actually contacted my mom again. I think that, uh, that was the last time that my mom ever heard of her. And, and wow. the funny part is I told my mom, I asked my mom several years later, I go, Hey, was she in anything weird that you know of? And my mom's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I couldn't say exactly. I couldn't say exactly of what course. it was. I've had, and then, uh, but, um, she's like, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think she's in anything weird. So that was one, that was the first part. And then back in the state where we live, uh, we went to like one of the, one of the most popular clubs in the country, I would assume. I'm not going to say what the name of the club is because people know what state I live in. Okay. But one of the most one of the most popular clubs in the country. Um, we went there. That that was our our regular club when we went out to clubs. That's where we normally went. And so we saw. Oh boy, who is it? We saw my my one of my employees, a female employee, was there. And she was mortified. I took her aside and I said, look, she was a direct subordinate to me. And I said, look, if I'm not going to tell anybody, don't tell them about me. It's between us. And I kept that promise, but she was mortified and it was a bad situation to work after that. Uh, I saw another male person that, that worked in another department there. Uh, that was cool. It was, that really didn't cause any trouble. My wife saw two of her senior managers at two different times at the club. Oh my god! Um, 
And uh, it's funny though because I hate to say it. Wait, just I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. You did say you did start out saying like this is like the one percent, the littlest amount of people were the minority, but yet here you are in a town and you're bumping into like so many people you know. I mean, I guess where you live, everybody's a fucking swinger. And and that's and that's the truth. And if I, I wish that I could say where I live, it's on the it's on the western side of the country. So okay, but it is very um, popular. Like a lot of pe- like heavily populated with swingers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There was probably there was probably at one point seven or eight clubs within the fifty mile radius of my house. Oh, okay. So it was like where most of them live, or a lot of them are heavily populated. Interesting. So wait. So you so. Your wife's seniors managers or senior people at her work too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was a. She wasn't too worried about that. It was. It didn't cause a big rift, but um, they did talk at one point, and um, obviously they tried. They tried to sleep with her. Obviously, they're guys, so they tried it, but uh, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> she passed on that. Didn't she wind up with a well-known newscaster too? Well, there was there was actually three people, three celebrities that uh, we encountered. And um, there was, uh, <laughs> so there was a, there was a channel four reporter out of, out of Los Angeles. Uh, he was there and he stepped up to my, he was stepping up to my wife and I walked by and I, I looked at him and I said, Hey, aren't you so-and-so? And he goes, yeah. I go, you're on channel four, right? And he goes, Yeah. And I said, aren't you worried about being here? Yeah. He's like, no. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all, that doesn't, it doesn't concern you at all? He goes, no. So we, we talked, you know, it turns out that he wasn't even there with his wife or his girlfriend. He was there with an escort. Wow. And, um, yeah, and, and, and that's another common thing that I didn't talk about before. There's guys that don't they show up with. With there, there, there's guys that show up cheating on their wives or girlfriends with someone else that's cheating on their wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. There are people that show up with just friends. They're just colleagues, escorts. Guys will do anything that they can to get in <laughs> these clubs to, to party and check this out. When we first started doing this, you had to have a girl to get in. Yeah. After, after about several years where they weren't getting enough couples in to pay the bills, so then they had to start letting single guys in. And then they charge them like 150 bucks to get in rather than the normal fees that the couples would have to pay. Get back to the celebrity. So your your wife wound up with that Channel 4 news reporter? No, 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 no. She turned him down. She was like, no, I'm not into you, whatever. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. But going back to the Red Rooster, um, <laughs> this is the one one of the one times that we actually pointed the Red Rooster. But we were out there at the Red Rooster in Las Vegas. Once again, this is a place that's kind of run down in the middle of a, in the middle of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy there. Do you know who Stone Phillips is? Yeah. Okay, so there was a guy that this wasn't Stone Phillips, but okay. he resembles Stone Phillips. Real, real square jaw, really, really good looking, really handsome guy, like way more handsome than I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was like, my wife was checking him out, and she's like, man, that guy is fucking hot. And I said, do you want him? And she's like, yeah, but he, he had a friend there with him, and the friend was younger. Uh, a younger kid, good, good looking kid, no, nothing wrong with him, but my wife was in the other guy. So I, I stepped up to the guy and I go, Hey, dude, my wife really thinks you're hot, dude. You want to party, whatever you want to play? And he goes, Yeah, but yeah, I'll party with you guys, no problem, but I can't leave my friend here. So, which was really kind of a strange because I've never seen two guys that were friends, were just platonic friends, 
at a swing club together, right? It's always a single guy. Mm-hmm. They never share that they're going to a swing club with their friends. Yeah, yeah. But this time, these two guys were friends. So we start talking to them, and they're like, and so I asked my wife, I go, are you interested in doing, like, three guys tonight? And this is this was earlier on in our adventures, and she's like, well, I don't know. Seems like a lot of guys for, for tonight. I don't know if I'm feeling all these guys, but I really like this. I really like this Stone Phillips-looking guy. So we start talking, and then the guy says, "Well, we're I'm actually a I'm actually a newscaster." Oh, and another my wife one. Saw, You're a newscaster. Mm-hmm. So this guy was like, he was like the number one newscaster in like Miami. Oh, another guy. And um, mm-hmm. no, this is the same guy that's still Phillips looking guy. No, no, no. I know, but it's just another he newscaster. A, I'm seeing a trend. <laughs> yeah, another newscaster. Yeah, right, okay. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So. We're like, no shit, oh really, you're a newscaster, right? He's like, yeah, I go, and once again, I go, you're not, we're going to be in here? He goes, no, 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 no. So then the other kid goes, uh, he goes, yeah, and I'm on HGTV. And we're all, what? We, 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 we watch HGTV all the time. What show are you on? And he had his own show at one point in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Pretty popular guy. And if I told his, if I told his name, people would say, I know that dude, I know that dude. He became a, he became kind of a staple in there for a while. So... Anyways, the Stone Phillips looking guy, we said, look, you know what? I don't know. It's just three guys tonight. I mean, she wants the party, but that, that's what seems like a lot for her right now. So he goes out and finds that the other, the other attractive, you know, there's probably two or three couples that are attractive in this whole place. So he goes out and finds another couple that's attractive and brings them back and goes, okay, we're all going to party. So it turned out that it was four, one, two, four guys and two girls. We partied there, and uh, it was pretty funny. We we partied, had a good time, and then later on, the guy the guy from HDTV kept uh, reaching out to us and emailing. But we never partied with him again. But we follow, I followed his career, and I think every once in a while I'll Google him and see what he's up to. Hilarious. Was he married and but, doing this on the down low, or was he a single guy? You no, know? I think he was single. He was mm-hmm. in his early thirties, probably when this happened, or late twenties when this happened. He's probably in his late thirties by now. But um, was yeah, he, he good didn't say that. I don't think he was married. Yeah, but he was good looking, but the, the, the Stone Phillips looking guy, he, that's one that my wife really liked. Right, right, right. But she did them all. And now at this point, you guys are like sleeping around. You never had any kind of discussions about rules or regulations. Did you guys have issues with each other Was or was it always with other people? We never had any issues other than me opening my mouth. So we, we never sat down and talked. We never sat down and said, hey, what do you think about this? Or do you want, what yeah. do you want to do? We we pre now. I'm not saying this is the smart thing to do, mind you. I'm saying this is in my this is what happened with us, mm-hmm. where we never we and we never talked about it, and we never talked about it after. And this is part of this is part of where I'm coming from, where I my one of my biggest regrets. We never after we partied with them, we never sat down and said, "Hey, how'd you? And did you like that? Did you think that that was hot?" Or none. We never talked about it. We just went on to the next situation, the next weekend. Well, then you must have really related or been screaming at the phone when I was talking to that last guy that did go to the Red Rooster because his whole thing was like, you know, me and my wife keep doing these like crazy things, but we just never talk about it afterwards. And I feel like that's bad. Do you remember that was what that whole guy's story was about? But you're here to say like, it doesn't matter that you don't fucking talk about like everyone's okay. Like that's okay. That works for some people. And I, and that, that, that came, that was very similar to me and all similar to me is like, I never, I never, never measured the size of my dick. <laughs> but you did tell me in your email that, that you're well hung. Yeah. You said, well, I asked him if you had a big okay, dick. So here, okay. Yeah. 
just for the record, mm-hmm. just for the record, okay, I don't think that I'm really huge. I'm not enormous, okay? I'm probably a solid 10. 10 inches? I don't guess. Huh? Oh, you mean, wait a minute. What, a solid 10 what? In looks on scale of 1 to 10 or 10 inches like your dick is 10 inches, a solid 10? What do you mean a tall 10? 10 inches long. And you don't think that long. that's big? It's not enormous. What the fuck do you see in these swingers clubs? Do you look around? See, this is another thing. This is, see, this is, there's so many times where I've messed my wife's party situation up because I dropped trout and the other guys are more (laughs) concerned about what my dick looks like than what their dick looks like. And eight out of 10, eight out of 10 times they can't perform. And then my wife ends up just doing me at at that time. Cause you have a big dick. I, okay. I don't think it's that big. It's 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 a, it's, a, it's really nice looking. I'll give you that. It's it's, and, perfect, it's okay. It's big straight. and it's nice looking. Stop with it's not so it's, big. It's very. It's my, my my dick should be well, well. My dick was in movies, but it should be in it should be more movies. My dick. If I wasn't <laughs> attached to it, yeah, I yeah. could rent it out. But um, it's very very attractive. But so the, so the but the guys are more concerned about my dick than the girls. Their girls are. And uh, once again, I'm, pr- I'm probably an eight at best. But like that other guy that we that you were talking to, I kind of feel the same way. Where when I grew up, I was a real little guy. Uh, no girls really wanted me, and mm-hmm. I kind of revenge fucked at the time. Yeah, right. Th- that, that's what the guy was talking about. Yeah. So I kind of do that. So when when I when I'm playing, I get kind of rough. I get kind of hard. Some I get kind of rough sometimes, and I maybe I cross the line a couple times, but. I'm in. I'm into like the the group sex and getting blown in front of like the whole party, and I have no problem performing in front of people. Um, it's you know I, I could tell you you know many stories about guys approaching me in the middle of a party and uh, hey dude you know can, can my wife suck your dick? And I go sure. I was drop child right there in front of fifty people and let the guy's wife suck my dick and everybody's watching jerking off and this is like it's like people like. There's certain aspects to a party where there's like the party party where he was drinking and talking, getting to know each other. Then there's the party where in the rooms where people are fucking. Yeah. Well, I'm doing this in front of where everybody's out there still clothed, and I'm the only one that's not clothed. So right. it's kind of it's kind of funny where you know if, you know when you start doing this in front of people. But let me ask you this: Are they hitting you up because they already know you and they know that you have a big dick? Yes, I I did I did um have a I did have a. Reputation. What do you say, uh, reputation for having a. Yeah, you still yeah. don't think it's big. But, it's because you're just used to it. That's it. Because it's yours. I'm used to it. Yeah, that's it. Well, but it I is lost big. my. I lost my virginity to. A, I lost my virginity to a prostitute um, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was, when I was 19, before I went into service, and uh, she when she took my dick out, she's like, "Oh my God, you're big," and I, and I thought, you know what, you say this to every one of the dudes that you see. <laughs> so from, from that perspective, from that point on, I'm like, okay, you can say that, but I don't really believe that I'm anything special. And to this day, I really, I don't see the big. It's interesting that you, I'm sorry, but it's interesting that you loved bragging about, you know, the fact that your wife was banging <laughs> all these people and you had uh, the swinger lifestyle, but you can't be like you can't brag about your big dick you feel like yeah, that's just not cool because you do have a big dick and you know it on some level it's just it's weird that you won't give yourself that because a 10 inches is not normal or is it thick too 
How tall I am? No, is it thick too? Oh, I thought you said that my six two. No, I am six two, but yeah, six two. Yeah. Okay, six six two, two, and is it thick too? And thick? Why? You know, is it ten inches and skinny or ten inches and thick? It's ten inches and thick, yeah, but it's really, really the coloring's nice. It's straight. It's a all good to go. Yeah, we got. So check this out. So I'm the only I'm the only the second guy that my wife's ever been with. Mm -hmm. The way he got married. Yeah. So she was, she's never known anything smaller for, you know, well, I mean, after we started playing, she did, but up and down the point, she always thought that I was the average or, you know, she didn't know that I was anything special. So she just didn't know, she just did what was in front of her, right? Yeah. So she started getting more experienced. So I, I was the only the second guy that she was ever with. So um, that was, that's, that's another aspect of it where, um, you know, what we did. You did mention that your dick was uh, in movies. I mean, you and I do know from your email yeah, that eventually yeah. you started to do some sort of porn thing. So when you're when you're hanging out at these different parties and you're and you're meeting different people, different situations, you start meeting people that actually are in the that that are surrounded in the industry and and know different people in the industry. And so one, I was approached by a, uh, a filmmaking couple. They were doing a documentary on swinging. And they were doing a specific thing on multiple ejaculation guys that could come more than one time. I mean, I could come probably four or five times at one point after the other. So they approached me to do a video. Uh, so I did that video. And then from that video, there was a pretty famous porn star back in the nineties that, uh, she was having a scene at the club where we were at. And one of her male co-stars did not show up. So they asked me if I could, stand in for the other guy which i did um i wore a uh like a like an eyes wide shut mask oh that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that you would stay anonymous oh yeah because if, if it ever got released I, i've looked for it i've uh i looked for the name that i used when i shot them scenes mm-hmm. and uh I, I i to this day i can't find i can't find it um so i don't think it was ever released per se but i can never run for office because there are probably I don't know, two or three movies out there with, with my face and my dick in it. I know you did say that you were once doing a gangbang with a porn star and you were fingering her ass. And can you tell the story about that? It's not gross, but it's funny. <laughs> it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a porn star, but, but um, after we started doing the club thing for a long time, we started saying, you know, this, this is getting expensive and we want to meet other people. When you when you go to these, um, when you go to the clubs, it's, it's really, people think that you're banging you know, all the time. It's really not like that because when you go to a club, the four people have to agree on it. Yeah. And it really, some, there are many times we came home without partying with anybody. From mm-hmm. the club. But when you go to a party, when you go to a party, that's where the real fun probably is going to happen because everybody invited to the party by the host, the host knows who's going to party or not. They know if they're going to get along with people. They know if you're going to be popular at the party. So if you get invited to the party, you're probably going to have a good time. So the person that was handling the party or running the party says, uh, look, um, look, Bob, uh, he pulled me aside and says, look, Bob, um, I got this girl, her boyfriend approached me. Um, she wants to be gangbang. And I was like, okay, well, I've done pretty much everything, but I never did a gangbang. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, um, how many? So it was like six guys, three, four black guys and two white guys. And of course, you know, no one could perform. I even, I even like, 
messed up the hard ons and the other guys that were in the gang band because they were like they couldn't like keep up or they were like oh what's the word I'm looking for they were intimidated by my dick I guess uh huh so the poor girl she would kept saying uh, so we got so we gang banged so we're gang banging this girl and uh, the the we would take turns it's it's really kind of funny because the guys would take breaks and go out and get a beer have a cigarette and then the guys would be handling her then we'd switch off three more would take a break and then the three guys would jump back in and uh, we all everybody's like well we're, we're trying to I've never I never had I've never given anybody anal sex or neither I've never received anal sex but I've never had anal sex with anybody because because of my problem with my size so I really wanted to fuck this girl in the ass so I was playing with her asshole for a while for a long time and uh, I was looping her asshole up with my fingers and getting her ready to go. And I didn't even know that my wedding ring had fallen off and <laughs> it was inside of her ass. <laughs> and before I knew it, she just spit it back out again. And it spit out and went on the floor and had some shit on it. But I got my ring back. Aye, and yeah, yeah. I don't even think that she knew what happened at the time because... Uh, no, she never said nothing about it. I don't think she never even knew. No, like, I think one other guy knew about it, but for the most part, I just picked up my ring, went to, went to the bathroom, washed off, put it back on, and went right back in and uh, kept handling business. It was kind of funny. Hilarious. But yeah, when my, I can imagine sending the girl to the hospital to get my wittering out of breath. Yeah, or you had to find it if it went up too high. What is your wife into? When it like, is she really into like multiple guys doing girls, all of the above? My wife, she likes the attention. Mm-hmm. I've asked her a couple times, like, so do you like having sex with these guys or do you like the attention? And she's like, I just love the attention. I, she loves the attention. And I think that the sex for her was always secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is part of my guilt because now. I've, we haven't done this for, for probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 years. And one, because one, one day we're at the club and we looking around and we looked at each other and we both kind of realized at the same time, we're like, I think we're now, now we're the old people. <laughs> and we both looked at each other and said, I think it's time to retire. She's like, I agree. Let's go home. Wow. So we said goodbye to the we said goodbye to the bartender and they said I said we're we're retiring and then she's like, No, you're not, I'll see you next week and we never went back again. And uh we never really did anything like that for many, many years until I found your podcast <laughs> and uh, as always it was the gang bang uh Christine story. Yeah. And I I had my wife listen to it and she never did any black guys so she never mentioned any black guys when we were partying we yeah. partied countless times but she never did any black guys that i know of and um i said check this out you gotta listen to this and my wife's <laughs> like oh you know she faint she she feigns concern oh, i don't want to listen to this thing so i listen so i sent her i sent her the the link and she mm-hmm. listened to it and i go can you believe this girl i can't believe now this is coming from a guy that that's been around the block but she's even surprising me i'm like yeah do hardcore. women really think like this mm-hmm. and she's like She's like, no, not really. I don't think so. I don't think like that. So, and I, so, then I, so then she goes, I said, well, what did you think when we were partying? And I, so I asked her a couple things where you know, she had a good time when we were partying. And she made a comment that literally broke my heart. She said, well, I was there 
so I partaked in the situation and I go, what? I go out of all the people that we party with, you say that you didn't have a good time. At least I, you at least didn't have a good time. She's like, yeah, you know, I was there. So I, you know, thought I'd partake in the situation. Like what in Rome kind devastated. of thing? Like that's what Rome. she was trying exactly. to say. So like, was, yeah. Go on. Yeah. So I was devastated for probably two or three years. Every time we saw a movie, Every time we saw a TV show, anything or just sex about sharing, about cheating girlfriend, cheating boyfriend, I feel so guilty. Why? What do you mean cheating? I, well, how do you put? How do you equate cheating to your scenario? Well, because anything that anything sexual that we see on in a movie, in a TV, or whatever the case may be, I I link it back to my relationship, thinking, my God, I made my wife party with you know all these guys, mm-hmm. all these girls and she didn't even want to do it. She just did it for me. It was really, it was a guilt. It was a total guilt trip. So I, I said, is this true? Is you, she goes, yeah, she goes, yeah, that's what. So I was like, Oh wow. So I was, I was depressed for many, many, for about a couple of years now until like a month ago where your podcast came up again. And I can't remember what I can't remember which one it was. I had her listen to it. And I go, I know you didn't have a good time when we were doing this, but this is a good story. She goes, who told you I didn't have a good time when we were having I go, you told me you, you told me that you only did it because you didn't, because you were there. She's like, no, that's not the case. I had a great time. And I go, you I've been stressed out for years about this. And she did. She totally reverses course and tells me, oh, I didn't have a problem with it at all. It was, it was fine. But yet she doesn't talk. We don't talk about any details. We've never talked about any detail about anything. And she actually actually cuckolded me one time before I even knew what cuckolding was. Um, I know this was this really wasn't a cuckold um, phone call, but um, do you want to hear about that? Yeah. So we uh, one of the, one of the, one of the couples that we party with had a rental house down on the beach in Mexico, and we used to go down there and party. And so we have we go down there and they have like a it was basically an orgy for three days. People come in and now just. It was just, it was just nuts. So one time this young kid that lived in the area befriended one of the girls that going to this, going to this party. He was like, I don't know, like 19, something like that. My wife was probably 35, 36, mm-hmm. something like that. And we were at, we were down at the beach. We're playing beach volleyball and stuff like that. And I noticed that they were kind of getting kind of touchy feely, kind of talking and I was like, I don't know, what's going on over there? But I think, you know, my wife had never told me she was interested in younger guys at all. So I, I wasn't like too concerned about it mm-hmm. until um, that night we went to a party. We would go back to the house to go party. And I'm like asking around, hey, where's, where's, where's my wife at? Where's my wife at? And um, everybody's like, dude, she's, she's partying with that dude. And I go, what? I go, where are they partying? She goes, they're all they're partying in the, in the casita back there. And I go, oh, so I, I, I try to go back there. And every stopping me, like, do, 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 no, you can't go back to because he, he'll get, uh, he'll get, um, anxiety if you're there. He wants to be alone with her. And I was like, fuck that, man. I've watched her do all these guys. I'm not going to stop now for this guy. Yeah. Some 19 year old kid, right? So I, I would kept trying to go back out there. And all my friends, were like, dude, just had her, just had her do it. Just had her go. She'll be out in a minute. It'll be fine. And I was like, okay, fine. So I sat there. This is before I knew. I never heard the word cuckold before. Mm-hmm. And, it was the most excruciating hour of my life that I didn't know what she was doing. 
heard of cuckold angst and I've heard about all this other bullshit. It wasn't no angst. <laughs> I was just pissed. <laughs> right? And, she, and I can't, and no, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was at the time until I started listening to your damn podcast. Yeah. I go, that's what she did to me. She cuckolded me. She, she didn't even know what the hell it was. I didn't know what it was either until until later on. And um, that's why I can never be cuckolded because anybody trying to it. shame me or trying to try, you know, it's not going to work. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw the dick harder on anybody anyway. You guys can if you have any bull that's trying to. So wait, so you just didn't like being cuckolded. I mean, that's like, a, you are either into that or you're not. I think that, I mean, did you guys have, I mean, I know that you had no rules. So obviously you guys never discussed anything. I mean, she wasn't allowed to just go and fuck a guy? Sure she was. So how but, is this any different? She, it was never, it, it was never effective. I couldn't come in the room or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't your wife doing that to you. I mean, that was like the people... Friends, yeah, telling you yeah. you can't go in. I mean, you right? I mean, that's just like a weird scenario, right? Exactly right. Exactly mm-hmm. right. And even to this day, she's never told me what happened. I, this is this is fifteen years ago. I go, what happened? She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I was drunk. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> well, she you guys don't really like communicate well. I mean, you went two years of like taking her like three sentence, like three words in a sentence scenario on your whole swinger life experience, and you believed it. Felt like shit, and then she told you three other words in a different sentence, and then it changed your whole life because it was completely so, different. I mean, you just don't talk enough. Right. So the last thing I want to ask you about, Kathy, is, is it possible for a woman not to have a fantasy? Uh, you fantasy? No, all women have fantasies, I think. Absolutely. I think well, okay. they, yeah. So here's, here, here's, my situa- here's my situation where mm-hmm. she's pretty much given me every one of my fantasies that I've ever asked for. And I appreciate yeah. that. And I want to return the favor. Right. So we've been married for 27 years now. I think she's never once actually approached me for sex where she says, let's go. I want to, I want to, I want to suck your balls dry or nothing like that. She's never approached me and said, Hey, let's go bang. Now she's never turned me down either. Whenever I've said, I want to have sex. She's never said yeah. no, mm-hmm. but many times I say, I don't care if you want me to suck a guy's dick. I don't care if you want me to dress up as a girl. I don't care if you want to shit on me. What is your <laughs> fantasy? <laughs> yeah. What is your, because I want to give her what she's given me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and she says, I don't have a fantasy. I go, that's impossible. You have to have something that you want to do. And she says, no, no, there's, and we've gotten an art. We've almost gotten divorced over this where I said, what is your fantasy? You have to have a fantasy. She's like, no, I don't have a fantasy. I don't have anything I want to do. So this is this is my final thing. Where like, I need your advice on if I should push it or if I should just leave it alone. I should probably just leave it alone. Well, about her. Listen, first of all, you're not talking to a vanilla wife and saying, what's your fantasy? And maybe she's a little shy to tell you that she does want to be like Christine and fuck five black guys in a gangbang, you know, while you watch. That's not your girl. Your girl has been there, done it all, I'm assuming. I mean, she was at all these orgies and parties and gangbangs and swingers parties and swingers clubs with you at the same time. So she's fucking all these people. She might not have any fantasies left because she has lived out a lot of things. She's been with women. She's been with men. She's been with multiple men. She's like, it sounds like she's done it all. So maybe she doesn't have any fantasies that she needs checked off. And she might not. I I just think that you're projecting onto her 
what you want. And maybe it's because you just want to get back in the lifestyle or get back to the way things used to be with her. I don't know. And you're missing like all that action that you're like begging her to bring up a fantasy and have her bring it up so that you guys could go back out there. But she might not have any fantasies left to go out and live. She's done a lot. You're a, you're a fucking sharp young lady. I'm telling you. Right. That's You're probably right on. You, you probably hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, but you you it's what you want. You you want your fantasy like you have some more fantasies that you like what are you like how old are you guys right now? Uh mid fifties. Mid fifties, okay. Now is your wife like still really horny? Has she gone through menopause yet? Is she having any issues like that? She's in it right now, actually. Okay, so is is it starting to be like she's not as interested, maybe? Cause that could be a thing too uh, for women. It could be, it could be, but she hasn't, she hasn't told me that that's why she hasn't, but once again, she's never, she's never turned me down. So right now, even though she's in menopause, I say, you don't want to bang you, but you know, she's like, okay, no problem. No, that's smart. She's I just want her to tell me what the hell turns What do you want I just want her to tell me what the hell turns her on. What does she think about it? What do you think turns her on? You've been with this girl at swingers parties at like, did you ever like observe her? Did, cause you guys never talk. Like, did you ever, do you ever notice what gets her really wet? What she was attracted to, what she beeline to at the swingers clubs? Like, you know, I don't know. Did you ever yeah. ask her? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, well, lightly I said, Hey, did you like that or whatever? She's like, yeah, that was fine. But mm-hmm. it's never really got into too much. It's never really got into too much description. Listen, I just think you guys are both um, poor communicators. I don't think that's going to change. You've been together for as long as you have. You've been doing this kind of crazy stuff with no talk. Now you're trying to get her to talk about fantasies that don't even exist in reality when she never even wants to talk about the real sex you were having. I don't think you're going to get anything out of her, but I think maybe you need to figure out what you want (laughs) and ask for that. Like, what is your fantasy that's missing? Like, what is it? Why do you need her to tell you her fantasies? What does that do for you? I've always been in charge, and I want to, I want to uh, relinquish that. I want a girl to say, I want my wife or my girl to say, get on your fucking knees, do this, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, fucking talk yeah. to me about it. Don't complain. So that's and, what you need to do. You need to tell her, listen, you know what? You might not have a fantasy, but I have a fantasy. I want you to fucking dom me. Like, can, I want you to be a dominatrix. Like, can you, like, do that just for one night, wear that role? Like, if I get you the fucking outfit or just tell you what to say, like, can you, that's my fantasy. Like, you, you know, talk about it from you. Like, you're the one with the fantasy. Why not say that? I'm going I'm to talk to her about it tonight. Yeah, tell her you have the fantasy and you want her to do it. You want to, you got to set it up. You got to make it fucking happen. I mean, listen, a lot of stuff has happened in your guys' life that's pretty amazing. Like you said, you were like bragging about it so much to people because you couldn't believe what was going down in your relationship with your wife. You know, asking for a little fantasy here should not be that big of a deal and should not be uh, that hard to do. Now, it does sound like you guys don't really talk a lot about sex and that might be what's difficult. (laughs) And I know that you, listen, you know, because I'm wrapping this up and it's like I... I know that you started off kind of wanting to point to the downfalls of swinging, but 
I and I do know that a lot of your friends didn't last, but the truth is, and I think I did mention this in the beginning too, that you and your wife did. I mean, here you are so many years later, you haven't done it in a long time, but you did it for a while and you did tons of things and you guys did make it. Why do you think you guys made it over other people considering you had no communication about it? Like, what do you think is different between you guys and the all the other people that you saw that fell to the wayside? It was my wife, really. My wife, uh, she, she's an angel that she's an angel on earth and she's understanding and she forgives me for every misdeed that I do. And that's why we're still together. The other wives weren't as understanding when, when husbands made mistakes and my wife was. So you made the same mistakes that the other guys did, but your wife didn't leave you for it, but the other ones did. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And what were those mistakes? What mistakes did you make? You didn't talk about those. I'm sorry, what was, the, what was the question? What were the mistakes that you made in the swinging thing that your wife oh, I, had to give you a pass for? What did you do that was fucked up? Opening up, opening up my mouth, opening up my mouth and letting family and friends know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And for a guy, for a guy, there's, there's really not that much stigma attached to it. But for a woman, you could probably imagine the stigma that comes attached to it when someone hears that you're um, partying outside your marriage. It really put a law, really put a big toll on her mentally. And, um, I really screwed up bad. Okay. So you were sloppy with talking about it, but it wasn't like you ever cheated or had any of that kind of stuff. You guys were able to have a very open relationship. Forget about the people knowing that's like other people's problems. It was, I mean, it it became her problem because she was upset because it doesn't feel good to have people talking about, you know, that stuff, but it's not like you guys had issues with the lifestyle yourself inside the lifestyle. Like what were the problems Correct. that you think were so bad that you want to warn people about that? Just, you have to make sure that your relationships rock solid and not, not built on, uh, and not built on sand or straw where you think that, um, if you're, if you're not rock solid in your marriage and you go out and you try these types of things and it goes south and you're, each each individual partner is not totally on board with it and understanding. It's gonna it's gonna eat the relationship alive. Mm-hmm. And that's what you saw in all these other couples that didn't last. Yeah, yeah. And then I added that other people other people involved with the relationship, um, turning tricks, um, all kinds of stuff. Where people just they, they they think it's a good idea when they start, and then after a while, it just rots the relationship from the inside out. Right. But I also have to say, I've had a lot of couples on or or guys that used to swing and don't anymore, but they tell me about, you know, the good old days. And uh, a lot of times they'll be like, yeah, we got divorced and things ended, but it wasn't because of that. It was because of other things. I mean, you know, there's always the chance, too, that some of these couples, there were other issues. They're lying. (laughs) They're lying. (laughs) You think? Why? They're calling me anonymously. You think they're lying to themselves? Because listen, yeah. when people call me, they're not really lying. I think I, I even the playing field so much by making people anonymous and having them call me through a fake number and all that shit. Like, I don't want to know who someone is. So I feel like I really create a space where people are pretty truthful. But maybe they're lying well, to themselves. Keep, keep in mind, is this, is, this is something that they did to themselves, right? It, it wasn't something that they didn't have nothing to do with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, something, this is a, a choice that they made. And they made people make it all the time. And then 
90% of the time it comes back to blow up in your face and ruins your marriage. And it's hard to deal with that. I've been, I've been on the precipice, right? I, I haven't been rock solid the whole time. I've been at the, at the edge of the, at the edge of the cliff. And I had, you have to reckon with that. You have to reckon with your behavior. Was it worth it? Did my mistakes contribute to where I'm at right now? And my opinion is 90% of the time with myself and others that I know, it had a substantial reason to do with it. Now, maybe not the only, but it was substantial in regards to the divorce or the separation. With the couples that you know, because you kept in touch with them after they got right. divorced and you know that it was the swinging and being yes. in a lifestyle that ruined them. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I've heard that before. I, I made a comment recently that I heard Dr. Drew talking about how, like, everybody that does that has a bad marriage and stuff. And I'm like, that's, like, weird because I talk to a lot of couples, and uh, not just couples that just started and who, where do you, we think they're going to be 10 years from now, but couples that have did it for a long time and were very successful at it and were totally fine. I But I love oh, your us. story, that's too. That's us. That's us. Yeah, but I love your story too because, like I said, it's, you guys are successful. You're the one in six, you know, one in seven. I know that I talked about no, but I talked about a a, a, a movie that I watched when I was really young. Um, and it's called it was called The Lifestyle. And it was a documentary about swingers, and I I found it so fascinating. And what they did was they took uh, swingers at all different points in their relationship, people who started swinging in the beginning of the relationship, people who were together twelve years and just started swinging, you know, and it was like four or five different couples. And they watched them and they documented them for a whole year. And, you know, the couples that lasted at the end of the year were the couples that they said, like, were in double digits. You know, the couples that were already together for a very long time and started this after. And the couples that were doing it in the early days didn't last. But you're not even that. You're the couple that did it in the from the get-go early on in the beginning. And you lasted a long time. So you never know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because of my wife. Because of your wife. Because she put up with not you blabbing. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, is so, that the only... And, and, if she, and if she ever listens to this, I want her to know that it's my fault. <laughs> What's your fault? You guys didn't last. I don't know. You have a very weird way of looking at things. You, A, don't... You You're can't right. admit your dick is big. You have this issue with the lifestyle, even though you and your wife have been very successful. What you weren't successful at was people finding out and them being very vicious and toxic about it. But like I said, that's more so not your guy's fault or the people in the lifestyle's fault. It's more the outside vanilla people that were like passing judgment sure. on you because they were probably jealous. And meanwhile, you had bumped into so many of them inside the swingers club. So who knows what those people are doing behind closed doors. And you do seem sure. like everything's okay, yet you like you, I don't know, you have an interesting way of looking at things that sometimes I don't think is the truth. Like you're, you know, even with your wife, when she told you at what some point how she felt about being in the lifestyle and you ran with it in the totally wrong way and put so much guilt on yourself and felt bad for years that you forced your wife to do things sexually that she didn't. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I can't wait till she hears this. I want her to call up and clear the air. I think her story is going to be so much more different than yours. <laughs> do you it probably I mean? will be. I'll, I'll tell her to call up. Will she, you think? I'm sorry, what that? Would she? Would she? I think she would probably would, yeah. Yeah, and you should let her listen to this so that she could hear about your desire for that fantasy, how you really, like, at this point in your life, just want to, like, lay back and switch it all up. You want to just be 
dominated. You want to be a little submissive. You want her to take the reins, you know? Maybe you need to talk about that a little bit more than you're used to talking about it. So to make it actually happen. And stop asking her for her fantasies because maybe she doesn't have any left or she just doesn't want to talk about it or she's been there, done that. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, stick to your fantasies and get her to do them and then get her to be on my fucking show. You got it. You got it, Cabby. Bob, so listen, thank you for calling in. I don't know what I'm going to title this because it's like it started off kind of like a, I want to do a PSA about <laughs> how swinging's not good. BBB, you, Bob. Bob. <laughs> what? It'd be called BBD, Bob's Big um, Bob's Big Dick that he does. Oh, Bob's what? <laughs> that, that's what I was doing. I was making a joke, but yeah. Oh, yeah, Bob's Big Dick. Yeah, no, you couldn't even, you wouldn't even let me talk about your big dick. You kept cutting me off, telling me it's not so big, like whatever. But like there is that aspect going on. That's what's so weird about you with the way you talk. But it's interesting. I do like your story. I do like all angles of things. Like, uh, like I said, I do have a lot of couples that are successful and I like that because I think most people think the opposite that, oh my God, you do that. And it's like poison for your relationship. So I do like to show that, no, it, it actually can work. But I also do like to show like the reality is the majority of the time, maybe like from your experience, what you're saying is it doesn't work. That's important for people to know too. I think it's all important. I think it's important to keep your fucking mouth shut because look at what happened to you guys. And it really was bad for your wife. She was very, like, people were very judgmental. And I mean, that must be really hardcore. We didn't even get into that. You know, it's, uh, so I feel like you gave people some good warnings and stuff. But I think what the overall thing is that you guys have been successful. You did it for a long time and it was a good ride. Uh, one in six, you're the, you're the lucky one. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story, Bob. Uh, get your wife to listen to this. Um, thanks so much, though, for calling in and sharing your story, Bob. It was entertaining for sure. You're an interesting right, guy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Good bye. luck to you. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.